Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. You have made it to the end of the work week, the hallowed ground of Friday night, and another mini-episode of The Working Experience. It's Friday, mofos. Enjoy. The Working Experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on the... And clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was no. living his Sexual toenails at his desk. Everybody, this is Maddie Kay and John, and welcome to this mini episode of the Working Experience. It's Friday, mofos. It's freaking Friday, finally. I am, uh, I am a bit depressed because it's Friday. Because um, the better part of last week's hustle is over, and I'm itching for more hustle. Well, I got to tell you, this week's been a ball buster for old Maddie. <laughs> I need. I mean, it's it's about twenty to six right now. We'll wrap this up by six. I'll be in bed by six fifteen. I have to shut the shades because it's sunny out. So <laughs> now, I, my my guess is that clock's going to hit six oh five, and you're going to be in Never Neverland. Oh, for the next fourteen hours. I got a I got a great commuting story uh, on this fine Friday. Yesterday, I had a shoot in Newark, New Jersey, the fine city of Newark, and I had to drive back with a crew in, in our in a truck uh, back to the city to unload the equipment. And it was absolutely pouring uh, yesterday. So the trip from Newark to Manhattan or to my offices on West 36th is only 10 miles. So we're getting onto the Lincoln Tunnel ramp and they shut it down. They shut the tunnel down. Like oh. no, no, no cars, no buses, no truck, nothing's going through for a solid 30 minutes. And now you're, you're like, we're in the car and we're just, you know, we don't know. Yeah. You know, first of all, it's at the end of a long day and we don't know what's going on. Like we're trying to listen to 10, 10 wins, anything to tell us no, nothing, nothing on the news. And then they just as abruptly as they closed it, they reopened it. So my commute from, Newark, New Jersey, back to my house took three hours and 45 minutes. Oh, God. So that's about, and just to give our listeners a um, perspective, that's roughly 50 miles. So to go 50 miles, it took me almost four hours. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is the worst. Wait, wait, it's, it's. 10 miles, you said, from your office to Newark. Right, so so it's 10 miles from my office to Newark, and then it's another 40 miles back to my house. Oh, so to get home, it was three and a half hours. Yeah, three 3.45 total. Oh, my God. To get to get from Newark to Manhattan was, it was about an hour 40. 
yeah, you just feel like, I don't know. I'm surprised there's not more road rage incidents, quite frankly. I yeah, mean, I'm a, I was actually surprised. I mean, people started to get out of the car, their cars, even though it was raining out, just to be like, you know, what's going on? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like no, no rhyme. Or, maybe a car broke down. I don't know. Maybe it was possible flooding. I don't know what it was. I don't know, like, the problem is there's no one to, like, go grab by the front of their shirt and say, get moving. Like, there's nothing to Mm-mm. do. Mm-mm. So. And if there is, if there is anyone there from the, uh, I don't know, was that the MTA? The, I don't know. Tunnel administration? Yeah. They're would. not going to answer your questions. No. Neither would I. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be out there for... I didn't care. I wouldn't care if they paid me fifty thousand dollars. I'm not going out there to answer questions from a bunch of angry commuters. Yeah, I, they, you know, people on like Amtrak, uh, the Long Island Railroad, the T around here. I mean, you know, you're just dealing with pissed off people every single day, and it's just yeah. I, you, know, you know, I haven't heard a, a story where people lovingly embrace their commute, unless you're like living in the city and walking like a, like my cousin lives two blocks from where he works and he's on West 20th. So See, that, that's a good commute. Well, there's, there's double-edged swords. Like I kind of like a buffer zone, you know, I, I'm not sure I would like to live that close. Like I, you know, when I lived in New York, I lived in Brooklyn, but I worked in the Bronx and that was about 45 minutes to an hour on the subway, but it was one one subway I could just sit there and I liked having the buffer zone like I liked going over the bridge and you know sort of having that division I wouldn't mind if I lived on Staten Island and I could walk to the ferry and then take the ferry over and maybe walk to work that would be a pretty sweet commute yeah all right, let's let's get. Uh, we're supposed to be in celebrate celebration mode, <laughs> a celebratory mode on this on this fine Friday. Well, what do you, you have on you tap did tonight. Start man? you did start the podcast saying I'm depressed, so I thought we were going with that motif. But okay, fine. We'll well, shift well, gears. Well, I my my emotional state swings wildly from are, one minute to. Yeah, John's been self-diagnosed as bipolar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I've I've diagnosed myself numerous times, and then I've denied it in the same breath. Totally, totally. Well, I think that segues into my plans this weekend. I, I like to go on WebMD and then figure out what syndrome I have and then mm. <laughs> diagnose that. Could be ADD, could be depression, could be anxiety, could be a manic disorder. Um, I like things that don't really require an organic diagnosis so I can kind of ride the wave a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't like to be pinned down. Yeah, you you, you want to toe that line. Yeah, well, th- what I mean is if I just say I have anxiety, there's no way to really prove or disprove that. If I say well, I have depression, there's really no way. I You can kind of have anything, you know? Well, I'm I'm so emotionally susceptible. I those drug commercials come on, and I believe I have those ailments. And you rush out, <laughs> and I rush out to my doctor, and I get the stro- like stuff that can sedate an elephant. Um, I'll easily ingest because I have you know a little bit of anxiety, 
or I, I'm not feeling so great about myself. I know that the secret to solving that problem lies in a pill. Have you ever heard of Prevagen? No, but I'm going to go out and get some. Well, they have commercials for it on TV. You're supposed to take it and it sharpens your mental acuity. You feel more energetic mentally and whatnot. And it's supposedly from the extract of jellyfish. I don't know how these people get around the Food and Drug Administration. They must just, since it's not really medicine, I guess it doesn't count. Wait, or is this supposed to make your your uh, your you mentally sharper? Yes. So I'm already sharp as a tack. Well, I was down at CVS and I was uh, I needed a new pair of reading glasses, so I was putting them on and then just picking up, you know, the the bottles. I was near the vitamin section seeing if I could read the fine print, I happened to look at a bottle of Prevagen. For a, a bottle of 30 pills costs $45. Nice. And I was like, you must need some mental sharpness if you're buying that for $45. I mean, like, for, how do they come up with that price? 45 bucks? <clears throat> well, what, what I like to do is I, I'd like to take a little, uh, what is it called? Prevagen? Prevagen. Is that it? I like to take some of that to heighten my mental awareness and then take another drug on the other end of the spectrum that would dull my senses. Right. And then I and then that'll that'll kind of baseline me. <laughs> I was trying to even out. <laughs> yeah. And and I'll take all the the um you know the side effects, the anal leakage, uh, ble- bleeding from my eyes, uh, lose the ability to hear, all that stuff. I take that on the chin, just to just to baseline it. Every single medication out there, diarrhea is the side effect. I I I, I actually love watching those commercials. Number one. I I really want to know like the production companies that shoot this stuff. It's yeah. just. Like you just don't care. You just is, there's no you know you do, you do not care. The actors in it, you know. I mean, oh. I guess everyone's got to make a living. What what am I to say? Yeah. But I love. I absolutely love. They the, you know they're required to like even if three people out of a a, a sample of a thousand you know had diarrhea, <laughs> they have to say it. They they have to say it. And like you'll you'll. They'll list the the various side effects for like, um, you know, something that helps with depression or whatnot. And then what I love is like, you know, thoughts of suicide. Right. It's like, <laughs> what? Wait, isn't the pill supposed to make right. you happy? But, right. you know. Maybe not. You could, Yeah, maybe not. You may want to jump off a bridge. I'll tell you. One of the best pieces of medical advice I ever got was through you, and it's from your wife. And she said, and we all got a great laugh out of this, it was wonderful. If you scratch your ass a lot, you have poor rectal hygiene. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I don't remember her saying that. I think she told you that, and then you told us that. (laughs) if you because she was in wait this must this must have been a while ago oh it's in college we were in college yeah oh okay all right it was one of the i always wanted to then like see 
you know, years later, you're 35 years old, you get an evaluation from your manager, and it says poor rectal hygiene. Yeah. Hey, uh, like, look, hey, John, have you been have you been scratching your ass repeatedly? Because you have poor rectal hygiene. I love that phrase, poor rectal <laughs> hygiene. And sitting at, so um, could you tell us some of your strengths? Well, I'm, I'm always on time. I work hard. I, I make deadlines. I'm totally aware of that. Uh, any weaknesses? Well, I'm not going to say my rectal hygiene is 100%, okay? Yeah. Um, Bob, I'm glad you asked that because I prepared for this question. I have a really bad deficit, and that is, you know, a weakness, yeah. some would say, is I am continuously scratching my ass. Dude. I get I get Dude. really up in there. Yeah. It's not just like a drive-by scratch. No, no, no. no. I, get, I get deep in yeah. that crevice. And it's due to... To due to neglected rectal hygiene, we'll say. Okay, <laughs> I'm just you know I, I'm addressing it. I'm trying to address the issue. I'm not going to say it's going to resolve itself in a week or a month, but I'm addressing it's con- it. So. It's compulsive. Yeah. I'm seeking help um, from the physical standpoint and also from a me- medical. I'm sorry, a mental standpoint. <laughs> That's right, an emotional standpoint is what you. <laughs> so it, folks- it's like it's like a blankie. It's yeah. like I, I need to I need to hold on to that. I need to scratch my ass continually. Yeah. So, you know, make sure the rectal hygiene is in order. Um, so, yeah, uh, WebMD. I like to diagnose myself well, with things. Uh, I might hook up the grill, you know. Hey, well, well listen, there's there's nothing that's going to turn off the opposite sex than, you know, you're at the bar tonight, right? And, you know, you're checking out the landscape of the ladies and the gents. And then you vigorously scratching your ass. That That's a big, big turnoff. No, you know what I like is the vision of the guy, like, hanging on and leaning into the bar while he's getting up in there. Just scratching, scratching for all he's worth. And kind of yeah, biting and, you know, up. Biting the lower lip, you know, like really, really yeah. digging and, in there. <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know, you you start out with like a, maybe a, an ass cheek wiggle yeah. to see if you can quell that scratch. No, no, that never And then works. you're kind of, you're, no. you're looking around to see yeah. how many people are watching. <laughs> and then you do the drive-by scratch, you know, the, like the quick, hopefully yeah. no one... See, and, and you know that's not working. No. And then the scratch hits you like a ton of bricks. And then you got to go under. You got to go <laughs> direct to the source and just start vigorously scratching away. I like the guy who doesn't care, who's just all up in there. And then when he finishes, goes, oh, I'm sorry. So what were you saying? <laughs> <laughs> what were you talking about? You know what's a good place to meet women in a bar, I'm remembering, is um, in line for the bathroom. Yes. There's always a long line for the ladies' bathroom. That's where you can chat the ladies up a little bit. You know, hey, Absolutely. And then start with this. What are you going in there for? Start, with, you... the, start with this. So, uh, going to the bathroom, huh? <laughs> <laughs> start with, the, throw that out there. Going to the bathroom, huh? Yeah, and then be like. Uh, yeah, sometimes you got to go to the bathroom. No big deal. Uh, you know, no, no shame. You can, in it. you can also offer to escort them into the men's room. There's <laughs> yeah. never, there's never a line in there. You'd be no. happy to take them in. 
You know, that's a that's, that's a very gentleman move right there. New York in New York bars, and I think this is maybe not unique to New York, but I've been in bars in different cities. I'm sure you have too. The bathrooms in bars in New York are a horror show compared to other horror. places. It's inhumane. It, it, and it's like, even at kind of nicer place, the bathroom is just a horror show. It's like, good horror. lord. I mean, I don't know what it what it looks like in the female bathroom. I'm sure it is. It's not better. And I, I'm from what I'm told, it's worse. Because it's, it's harder for women. I mean, you can't pee in a trough. You know what I'm saying? You got to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know... That's that's a good point, and you know, if you're drunk, you might be peeing all over the place. Oh God! <laughs> I, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, at least with guys, it's like if there's a trough or a urinal, it can get pretty nasty. But you can take a couple's feet back. I mean, we've all been in that position where you walk up to the urinal and you see the it's a the urine, tr- you know, the um, the 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 trail and like that puddle Ugh, and then you yeah. kind of back up a bit yeah and then you just and then you're adding to it yeah right because yeah. you can't just you can't just go straight stream hit the back and then cut it off with no dribble no <laughs> no but yeah it will also you don't have to deal with toilet paper like women that's have to that's with, true you know the that's toilet true. paper issue yeah, you know, other cities like Boston, Chicago, and whatnot, they kind of try to class it up a little. New York, I, I think some of those places, they've just been around so long, they can't do anything about it. Like, some places, there's a toilet and no stall. It's like, how are you supposed to use that? Like a, yeah, you, you just got to buck it up. A sit-down toilet. It's like, oh my and, God. And to think of the, the poor soul that has to clean that. Oh, well, that's the thing, too. Like, they clean it about once every six months. And by clean it, I mean, I think they throw a bleach bomb in there, and that's about it. And then, you know, good luck to you. So, folks, when you go out, it's kind of battle conditions, you know. You gotta, you gotta take it easy um, on uh, probably what you eat before you go out. That kind of thing. You can get in some sticky situations, and uh, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta buck it up and just kind of, you know. I don't know. Sometimes it's battle conditions. Let me just put it that way: it's battle conditions. And, and if if you do have to scratch your ass. You, you might want to try to do it in a stall. Take care of that behind closed doors. Yeah, some things are better taken care of in private. Unless, uh, until you get to know the person a little better. On a little more intimate basis, shall we say. Um, well, hey everybody, have a wonderful weekend. The weather's supposed to be pretty decent. So get out there and uh, work the grill, work the beach, whatever strikes your fancy. And uh, make sure it's legal and be safe. I would say, yeah, get it done. Whatever, whatever is on tap, get her done. Yeah, you're now ripping off phrases from Larry the Cable Guy. So, oh, did I say get her done? Yeah, yeah, get it done. I'm sorry. Obviously, we're gonna get we're gonna get sued for trademark infringement. Yeah, we also need to work on our material. So, <laughs> stealing from Larry the Cable Guy. That, right. That's actually a new low for me right there. <laughs> All right, folks, have a great weekend. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app, the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. 
Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.